1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Four o'clock here on the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. And yes, even though it is, Ike, it's approaching 60 degrees up here in uh in philadelphia it is it's gotta be what 75 80 degrees down in clearwater either way we'll be down there how would i know in about a week and a half well one guy that does know is our guy ben davis what's (laughs) happening ben good afternoon gentlemen
3: ben yamin
2: what's up brother how are we doing doing well man we're we're doing well the boys are we're back this weekend shed a little tear when i heard you guys come on tv yesterday (laughs) you know i was like wow the, the boys are really back
4: it was it was nice to get that one underway and, and get back to doing what we do. And, uh, I mean, the last couple of days just been spectacular down here. I just got in. I just walked four miles. Uh, and I just got back, and it's 70 degrees and not a cloud in the sky. It's beautiful. You walked four miles? Yeah, I did. I used to be able to run it. Now I can't run it. My Achilles is barking, so I got to stick to walking.
3: <laughs> There's no way I'm walking four miles anywhere, man.
4: <laughs> well, I'm walking along the the water. I got my headphones in, my sunglasses on. It's, it was gorgeous out. It's like it, it took no time oh. at all.
2: Yeah, You're listening to the show, I'm sure. During, <laughs> <laughs> during during that four mile walk, Ben, ben I'm just curious. You know, uh, in, in watching the team from afar, I'm curious your sense of, of how they're doing right now. Feels like a little bit of a, a different vibe down at camp. Like a confidence. Um, you know, I don't. It's not like they weren't more locked in in years past, but it just I get the sense that they they seem more locked in down at camp this year. Uh, is that the sense you get?
5: Uh, I would I would say so. Um,
4: I've always been amazed at how professional they go about their business and uh, how well they get along with each other, but I think honestly, and I could be wrong, Jack, but I think some of these guys are still ticked off the way the season ended last year, mm. and I think that's really kind of stuck in their crawl throughout the winter and throughout this you know first part of spring training here. Uh, they have that sense of professionalism. They're going about their business the right way, uh, and really only for a couple of spots on the, on the ball club because it's pretty much the same team as last year, but they are getting their stuff done and, and, and doing it uh, and handling their business. That's for sure.
3: That's what I was going to ask you about, Ben. There, there aren't very many open roster spots. So it certainly seems like a lot of the positions are already spoken for. So what, who who should we be looking for that could possibly surprise us and potentially make the roster or at least be on that short list?
4: Well, you know, there's a couple guys um, that are out of options. So, like, I know Connor Brockton's out of options. Um, so if he, makes the, if he makes the ball club, there's now that's pretty much, it, assuming that Kirk, uh, Kirkery makes the ball club, that's pretty much all the spots in the bullpen right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their five starters are pretty much locked in. I think right now you're looking probably for an, for a guy on the bench to play the outfield, um, and that probably would be a right-handed bat. I think somebody like a Weston Wilson, I think, really could maybe turn some heads. He started off hot as a firecracker down here. We saw what he did uh, in the Lehigh Valley setting a record in home runs last year um there uh he's a guy that provides a lot of versatility for rob thompson this guy can play all over he can run really well and i think they need that right-handed pop that right-handed bat off the bench and again he's a guy that can play all over the place
2: well one of the guys they added to the bench was whit merrifield uh went went yard today up in uh, wherever the the red sox play had a hit in the first game what do you think the phillies are getting uh from whit merrifield
4: well, I was on with the with the morning team um, halfway through the month of February, and they said, "What would you want? Are you J.D. Martinez, blah blah blah, Cody Bellinger." I said, "I would love Whit Merrifield." I said, "If if I had my, you know, if I had to pick, he would be my guy. A guy again. It's just a lot of versatility." We had a meeting with Dave Dombrowski and Rob Thompson last Friday, and we said to Rob Thompson, "Do you envision him playing a lot?" He goes, "He's going to get a lot of time because there's a lot of lefties in our division." uh first and foremost and he hits lefties really well and um he said well what does he bring he goes he's just a baseball player the guy gets hits he runs well he plays all over the place Um, it's something he's done his entire career he was a late bloomer but once he got to the big list with the royals um you know he really kind of set the bars that you know playing every day and being a, a professional ball player
3: yeah yesterday Ben aaron nola had his first outing you know, he looks so good, Ben. I gave the team two more wins already. I'm already <laughs> bumped my win total up to 95, just based off of Aaron Nola's two innings of work yesterday.
2: That's good, that's good. <laughs>
3: yeah. No, in, in, in all seriousness, how did you like how uh, Aaron Nola looked in his first outing?
4: He looked awesome. I mean, I I know they didn't bring over Soto and Judge and Stanton <laughs> and lamit <laughs> you and all the rest of them, but, um, you know, they only had the one hit on the day. But I will say to a man, Their fastball command—one, I I think seven guys pitched yesterday, whatever it was—the fastball command out of all these guys was incredible, and it started with Aaron Nola. His two-seamer was legit. Uh, His changeup was good. His couple threw a couple. uh, He calls him a cutter. I think it's more of a slider Um, in the 85 to 87 mile an hour range. The fastball had good life, good jump to it, uh, and he was able to throw that two-seamer to both sides of the plate, which is huge for him. He looked phenomenal, and. Uh, we interviewed him after he came out of the ball game, and you could tell how excited he was and how pumped he was about his start because it was a good one. It was a real good one.
2: Yeah, it feels like early in camp, like the fastball location from from the main guys has been really good. It seems like they emphasize that. And it seems like the hitters are doing a better job of not chasing. I know that's something they emphasize a lot in the off season because it pretty much sank them in games, you know, four through seven. Is that something they're really emphasizing is not chasing as a unit?
4: Without a doubt. And two in particular um, is, is Castellanos and Schwerber. And Kyle said he wants to use the field a lot more. He said he was so predominantly uh, pull heavy last year. When he put a ball in play, it was mostly to the right size. He wants to use the whole field more. And Cassiano said, listen, I chased way too much. I went out of the strike zone. It's something, you know, you can't eliminate chase, but you can cut back on it. And I think that's something that I think that if Cassiano's can do, he's going to be that much more effective. But um, we saw that when these guys are are not hitting home runs. They have to find other ways to score. Football's in play. Rob Thompson said they're going to bunt more. Um, Not all the time, but sometimes they're going to have to sacrifice bunt. They've been working on that an awful lot. Uh, And they're really, really stressing defense a lot more as well. So um, all these guys are kind of know their part, what they have to work on. But I think, yes, cutting back on chase and strikeouts. He just put a ball. Maybe the guy makes an error. Maybe he boots the ball. You don't know. Uh, But if he put it in play, something good could possibly happen. I think that's what these guys are starting to realize.
3: What type of offensive player do you think Johan can develop into this year? I know he's he's done a, done an awful lot of work this offseason trying to improve uh, as a hitter. We know he can play center field out there, Gold Glove uh, center field, but he really can be a true difference maker if you know he can he can he can take those limited bats he had last year during the regular season, and that translates to an everyday player. What, what, what do you think about Johan uh, Rojas?
4: Well, he did get exposed a little bit last year in the playoffs. I mean, we, we know that. He'll be the first one to tell you. Uh, they, they told him that, listen, if you hit a home run, that's a mistake. We don't want you hitting the ball out of the ballpark. We want you hit the ball on the ground. Uh, use your legs. You, you can't teach height. You can't teach speed. And, you know, Johan Rojas is about as fast as anybody. I really believe he could get 10 to 12 hits a year just by laying a bunt down. And even if he doesn't get a hit, again, you're putting pressure on the defense. Maybe the guy rushes his throw. Throws a uh, ball down the line, and he ends up on second base. All these things can kind of really factor into the outcome of a ball, of a ball game. And if for Johan Rojas, we know what he can do defensively. If we can get him to the point where he can you know, be more consistent offensively, put balls in play, just hit the ball on the ground, use those wheels, I think you're going to see a, a better product. Um, it's, I don't think it's for certain that he is going to make the team. Uh, I think the odds are in his favor that
2: he would. But
4: we'll see what happens um, and see what kind of spring he has.
2: Well I mean, Christian Paché went yard yesterday. Had, had another hit. <laughs> oh, watch. He's he's, he's 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 forgotten about it a little bit, Ben. He was playing really well. I mean, the big home run down in Miami for the All Star game last year. I mean, he was also an unbelievable defensive player and a former top ten prospect. And it was, it was good to see him get on the board yesterday because I think he's a bit forgotten about.
4: Yeah, in his first at bat, he hit a rocket past the third baseman for an RBI single. Um, he can run. He's a guy that obviously, like you said, plays great defense. Um, and could be a guy off the bench as well for these Phillies. Um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, think, I believe he's out of options as yes. well. Yes, yep. So, so we'll see what happens with him and what they choose to do with him. But he definitely could be an asset for the Phillies moving forward.
2: Ben, we're about 31 days from opening day. Uh, in your estimation, who is your leadoff hitter? And if it is Kyle Schwarber, <laughs> are you batting JT or Boehm in the cleanup spot?
4: Oh, uh, I, I would
2: love to see. Justin Turner, I'm Justin
4: Turner, Trey Turner be the leadoff hitter. Um, I just think, uh, you know, I'm, I like the old school. Uh, you know, he's a guy that doesn't walk a whole lot, so that would maybe deter me a little bit. Uh, but Bryson Stott doesn't walk a lot. I think he would be the, your, your other alternative. Um, it has worked with Kyle Twerver in the leadoff role over the last couple of years. We know that. But I just think if you have Turner at the top, um, you know, and then you go Stott number two or then Harper in the three-hole, Um, they have some options there, but they said that Bryce is going to hit third, which I think is great too many times last year. He did not come up in the first inning because he was in the four hole. Uh, he's a guy that has to hit in the first inning. We're going to see that this year. Uh, but again, there's some versatility there. I personally would put Bohm behind Harper because of his RBI production last year, his two out knocks last year with, with RBIs. Uh, he was phenomenal in that role. And, and I think he's only going to get better as, 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 you know, as he matures, uh, from an offensive standpoint. But I would go boom, backing up uh, Bryce Harper to start.
2: Hmm. Uh, one guy I was curious about, and only a couple more here for for Ben Davis of NBC, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Uh, he popped yesterday. It was good to see because he dropped a little bit. Prospect stats last uh, last year. What did you see from Mick Abel? He looked great again. A guy that was
4: throwing strikes. It was free and easy. Uh, he had really good movement uh, on the fastball, and his breaking pitches were really good. There's a guy that that they still have a lot of confidence in. Uh, Rob Thompson told us in that meeting that the only thing they want to see out of, out of Mick Abel is for him to be comfortable, to look comfortable. They have him going around with a couple different pitchers each and every day, whether that be Zach Wheeler one day or Aaron Nola, just to kind of pick their brains, that the, the veteran guys, just to see how they go about their business and how they get ready to pitch every fifth day. They, he still is a big part of their plans, and something were to happen this year, they said we'd be more than willing to bring up Mick Abel because we see this stuff. It's just a matter of him being a little bit more consistent in the strike zone and not giving up that big inning.
2: Ben, great stuff. Uh, last one for me this morning. You texted me that you wanted to move back to Delco, and you said, "Chad's Ford." Does Chad's Ford count as real Delco?
4: <laughs> On a technicality, yes. On a technicality, this is a, this is a, this is a God's honest truth. If I'm lying, I'm dying. I was coming home with my wife and my buddy Justin in the truck a couple years ago, right? And we're coming through, we're on Hayburn Road, and there's this guy standing on a horse in the middle of the road. And I pull up to him, and I put my window down. And he goes, pardon me, sir, have you seen any hounds? And I said, do I? <laughs> he said, have you seen any hounds? I said, no, man, I ain't seen no dogs around here. He said, good day, sir. That's <laughs> terrifying. That's the
5: kind of stuff we got to battle in Delaware
4: County, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, My kids always say, "Dad, we're growing up Delco. I said, on a technicality. That's like John Brazier always says. That he grew up in Delco. I said, dude, you grew up in Wayne. I mean the worst <laughs> thing that happens in Wayne is you know Range Rover gets a gets a flat tire. I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, that's not my Delco. That's not that's, that's not our Delco. Ben, exactly. Ben, appreciate the time and uh All right, I brother. We'll,
3: we'll see you in a couple weeks, man. man. Yeah.
2: Uh, that'll be great. All right. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. All right, All right bro- there he goes, Ben Davis. Ben me Yeah. A <laughs> little d- different Delco accent and uh, Jen, Range Rover forward. gets a flat. I know. I know two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. But yeah, they, they, you know, Thompson was talking yesterday about how like they're they're working on like the little fringe stuff that I think Mm -hmm. helps win ball games. Talking about bunting. Oh, Oh, I know. When he said that, when he said about bunting, I I envisioned every baseball fan over sixty five out there. Told you. yeah, play the game the where it's supposed to be played. Put the ball in play, get the bunt down, move runners. It's it's all important stuff. It is, man. It is. I'm not saying it's not. I always say, like, you know, home runs are, are great in the regular season. Right. But when it gets in the postseason, gets down a winning ball. You know who ball. else says that? What? Howard. Yeah, no. no. I know. I know. He's probably giddy. He's really, ben Davis. Eh. Ben, ben agrees with you. No, I know. So do I. I um, baseball, baseball people. No, I know. Yeah, you get the bunts down. Who's bunting? <laughs> Johan Rojas is going to bunt every time? got <laughs> 30 hits on bunts this year. Listen, as long as Kyle Schwarber's not bunting. Yeah, as does. long as he's not. Didn't he try to bunt once? Game six of the World Series. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. he did. 100%. It was it was one of the most disgusting acts I've seen on a baseball field. We were trying to win a World Series. This guy's laying down a bunt, down 3-1 in the eighth. Are you kidding by the way, speaking of that, because I was watching uh, old Phillies playoff oh, highlights yes. over, over the weekend. <laughs> Why? Because I just, and I I, dude, I, I I kid you not, yes, I well up at every, at every one of them, even last year. Oh, I believe you. Even last year. I believe you. For such a, like a heartbreaking moment, mm-hmm. I feel like we never talk about the Jordan Alvarez home run off of, off of Alvarado. Man. Because we, we always bring up Rondé. We yeah. bring up uh, Joe Carter. Right. We bring up Game Five and Eleven. We like, we know the heartbreaking moments. Yeah. It feels like that never gets brought never up. Gives, never. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. You know what? They were all up, one nothing in like the seventh, eighth inning of, of Game Six of the World Series. Man. And I thought we were going to win that game too that night. The oh, Wheeler was disgusting.
3: Yeah. Oh, what a great year that
2: dude, was, was, man! It was or oh, a great playoff run. And even say. and even last year, like the playoff run was unbelievable. Like uh, when they're up two nothing against the Diamondbacks, you couldn't have told me anything. Like like them collapsing after that, it, it's you sh- not see that coming because everything was unbelievable. Yeah, they beat the Braves again. They had the stare down. They didn't lost a home game yet.
3: Yeah, I think we got too relaxed.
2: Hundred percent. Yeah, I know 100%. we did as fans. Game six was. I remember. I remember doing pregame and seeing the fans, and I was like, I think people just expect them to count, like go win a game tonight. Yeah, I, it was it was
3: a, a pre celebration as far as I was concerned. I know. Yeah. I know. And we I thought, were doing a show from down there.
2: I know. And I thought the buzz, um I kinda thought the buzz heading into the year was gonna be a little bit slow, like be mm-hmm. a little subdued. Yeah. There's ten thousand yesterday for the I the, oh, the, was crazy. The great for League Home. Nice football. Sunday, yeah.
3: Nice Sunday uh, afternoon, man.
2: Yeah. People are revved up for Phil's baseball, which makes me And excited. they should be. It's a good team. Good team. Ninety five wins. They don't man, if everything clicks, <laughs> they don't really have a flaw. Like the like the, the the, the flaw could be maybe they don't have a, the, a closer. They go more by committee. They short up a lot of the bench mm-hmm. with the Whitmer. See how your
3: face lights up when, you, when you're talking about the Phillies?
2: You see this? Yeah. Franny, I'm watching. He's it. blushing.
3: Yeah, he's. Yeah. He's...
2: You're saying you don't get this with the Eagles? You're saying
3: it's a little different when we're talking about the football team. You wanted us to lose the first game of the season. And,
2: and I think that would have been a good thing would have gotten everyone relocked back in
3: What about the Brazil game?
2: No they gotta win they gotta win the Brazil <laughs> game if they start slow it's it might as well just pack in the season they're whacking off uh, oh jeez oh, what are we doing was <laughs> ten yeah. was ten and one the worst thing that happened to last year's Eagles team? <laughs> yeah, hopefully're they not a question team.
3: though <laughs> I was gonna say they would be whack. <laughs> Just forget
2: about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Nick actually, Sirianni's
3: going to get whacked early. That's what I was trying to say. Okay.
2: Not, not whack him. Okay. okay. okay.
3: <laughs> Swallow it, you know, and eat it.
2: God. That's right. That's right. This show's out of control. 215 <laughs> 9494. Let's get uh, Jerry the truck horn driver in before we get a break here. What's happening, Jer? <laughs>
6: All right. All right. What's up,
3: fellas? Hello, oh, Jerry. Is that a real horn or did you make that with your mouth?
7: Hopefully, another month I'll be back on the road getting that real horn going, fellas. Okay. So that's what I'm hoping. So, okay, I, I'm this close, you know. So, I'm a man. I'm 40.
2: Oh, that's a great one. I'm a man. Right?
6: I'm 40.
7: That's my rant. Yep. Okay. What's his name? Gundy, right?
2: Mike Gundy. Mike, Mike Gundy.
7: Mike, yeah. Mike Gundy, yes. Yeah. So, okay. So, on the eight, real, real quick on the AJ thing, and I want to talk about the Phillies real quick. The, the, the A.J. thing is he came on, you know, he did what he had to do. He's just trying to clear the air with all the, with everybody and everything that's been going on with, you know. Obviously, we start out 10-1, and then you lose the rest of the game, there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. And that's basically what happened, as you said earlier, Ike, mm-hmm. that when you're winning, winning cures a lot of things, right? Yep. It cures a lot of things. Yep. But when you're losing – Things start happening. People start talking. Everybody wants to do this, that, and the other thing. Blame this guy, blame that guy. So, um, you know, I was, I was, I. Was, it was nice to listen to it. It was really good, and you guys did real well with it. I'll just say, I don't know what I don't care what anybody else says, Jack. What you did, and like you guys handled it really well because he was kind of interviewing you folks for some reason. <laughs> he some he turned the right yeah, around. He real way. It on his, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he did. But uh, so am I, Phillies. Shout out to my man Ben. I love Ben. I watched listened to him yesterday, watched the game. Yep. And uh, and as you said, Jack, it it might have bumped up bumped up my uh win percentage with the way Nola pitched. So, man. but it was, yep, was it me. was nice to see the Phillies on TV and then playing real well and uh, down in that nice Florida weather. You know.
2: Yeah. Listen, I, I appreciate the phone call, Jerry. The uh the boys are back. There's something about the first couple of spring training games where I mean everyone just overreacts. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me?
3: We're on our way to the World Series, man.
2: Yeah, and it's not, it's nice because, you know, you're, you're a little sport, football, and no, no, none of the stars play in the preseason. That's true. That's a good point. Like it, it, it gives us a nice glimpse.
3: In I don't even know what preseason basketball looks like.
2: That was the one time. The ben hit one of his uh, famous threes in, in, oh, one, yeah. in one of the preseason I mean, basketball I don't mean, think I've games. ever
3: watched a preseason basketball
2: game. It's pretty – well, actually, I watched one, and it was because Embiid played. It was yeah. when B was still coming back, I was back like, "Nobody's oh, first coming back, yeah." They weren't going to air it, and then the, and they made an emergency <laughs> decision to air it. Of course, you have to. It, it was it was Joel and B, but yeah, it was great seeing the uh, the fills back. And yeah, they just I'm like this Merrifield guy. Yeah, yeah, hey, I think it, so. Which uh, do you like when people say? Guy's just a baseball player. Just a
3: ball player, man. <laughs> just a ball player, man. But
2: people have that in every sport. Like you, oh, I love it. You know the guys. Like, yeah, yeah, he's just, just, a, ball just ball a ball player, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably the highest praise you can get in in sports.
3: I th- I believe it is. It's a compliment. It's like yes, yeah, I can't really describe exactly what this guy's just a ball player, man. You know it when
2: you see it. Yeah, that
3: mean, usually follows that. Yeah, you know it when you see it.
2: Well, and, well, no, it usually follows this. No analytics can tell you. You know, <laughs> guy's just a guy's just a ball player's ball player. Two one five five. 592-9494 is how you get in. If you want to mix in some fills, would love to talk some fills as always. But uh, two bits of Eagles news: the Eagles want to pay Reddick how much, and was there a crisp cryptic Instagram post this weekend about a guy that could be an Eagle this offseason? Don't miss that. We'll get back to your phone calls. I got to get
3: into Cam too at some point. Yeah, you're, yeah, he had an interesting weekend. <laughs> I mean, as
2: well. well, my man Cam can't catch a break, man. man He's getting bullied by by kids. At, his own camp? <laughs> you know, like, oh, Why do people pick on Cam Newton? I, 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 it's the hats, I think. People he held did, his ground, though. People feel, feel it, very hell, good. he did more
3: than hold his ground. <laughs> he threw, threw a guy off a stage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> threw a guy right off the stage. Uh, for a pair of tickets to go see Jelly Roll uh, on October 2nd, give us the best sports rate on this anniversary of Pete Weber. And does Jalen Hurts need to be more vocal? Lot to get to on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIPA.
1: let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
2: welcome back it is the afternoon show sports radio 94 wyp jack fritz alongside ike reese on this Monday afternoon, coming up at 5 o'clock, the much-anticipated Francisco Rojas Top 5 at 5. You're here on a Monday, which is interesting. Hey, you get three this week. We got Look at three. that. Oh, Look God. at that. Oh, my Atlanta. Oh, man. It's what
5: the, it's what the audience
2: wants. Uh, just what the just what the audience wants and needs <laughs> is the, uh, the Francisco Rojas Top 5 at 5. So that's coming up in about a half hour. We'll go back to the phones here in one second. But some interesting things uh, free agency-wise for the Eagles over the weekend. Lajarius Sneed tweeted out or Instagrammed out a photo. Oh, of, boy! I loved it. Oh my God! He, he running on the field with the with the eagle, or his, mm-hmm. his arm spread out like he was flying like a bird. Obviously, that means he's going to be an eagle uh, once free agency <laughs> opens. So I look I look forward to Lagarius Sneed being a bird.
3: That and a lot of money.
2: That and a lot of money. Plus, it was liked by Devontae Smith. Oh, he saw the eagle too. Want that pointed out? Has <laughs> to be pointed out. Now, on the contrary, Ike. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to bring everyone's mood down, <laughs> but he—I believe he's an Auburn tiger, so it might be a war eagle kind of thing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, no, but but the- it don't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: It does not matter. Yeah, he he may not even know he's speaking it into existence.
2: We oh, did put out. Listen, there, there's the eagle emoji. He knows we It's doing. out there, yeah. Like he, he,
3: he's a free agent. He doesn't know where he's going to land.
2: Listen, this isn't as bad as remember, um, Yannick and Gakwe? Yeah, he was thirsty when he was tweeting out. Photos. Yes,
3: Trent Cole and he was trying to get the Eagles to trade for him. Bad,
2: badly, badly.
3: And we took the bait as a fan base. We huh. were like, oh yeah, he. Well, he definitely wanted to be. He wanted to be out of Jacksonville. Is what he wanted.
2: He yeah. did. He did. He was willing to go. That's ultimately anywhere. what he wanted. Um. So this is what happens in free agency, especially in this day and age, drumming mm-hmm. up interest, but uh, oh, I love it. I think LeJarrius Snead was throwing out a little bit of a you know, a little bit of a lifeline. Not a lifeline, that's a bit of extreme. Hey, no,
3: listen, he, he he may have for sure, and these these teams, they just got this new money, and everybody's salary cap went up. Now, it doesn't mean everybody has the same amount to spend, but everybody got the same extra $30 million that the Eagles got. So, you know, um, I saw that Joe Banner had tweeted this out, and I completely agree with him. But he basically was saying, yeah, A, contracts that were done last year are going to look even more like a bargain now mm-hmm. because the salary cap is up. I wonder, that also means if the salary cap goes up, that means the cap hits are smaller now, right?
2: That's a question for Elliot. I'm not sure. Yeah.
3: So I was just wondering, like, yeah, I wonder how that works as far as if somebody was, I guess, was going to have a uh, 14 million-dollar cap hit, or a certain percentage of the cap, that has to go down now.
2: Well, I think if it's it's percentage of the cap, wouldn't that just stay the same?
3: Well, no, because the cap raises.
2: Right. So it's not like the – I think whatever the contract was signed, it probably stays the same, I would think, right? Well,
3: I I would say this 14% uh, of a – $230 million salary cap is not the same as 14% of the $260 million contract. I
2: would say the cap it it goes down. A little bit, right? Right. Even if it's just a little bit. Well, it affects Jalen. I mean, like Jalen's cap it next year is only $13 million.
3: All I'm saying, what I'm getting at in a nutshell, because I don't know anything about the salary cap, (laughs) is that it seems like the Eagle has to have more money to spend, and you give Howie more money to work with, he's going to figure out a way to not only bring in a top free agent, but also keep key guys happy like a hassan reddick
2: which we uh we'll get to now uh hassan reddick apparently his uh his camp is asking for 25 million dollars a year according to uh victor williams at the liberty line the uh the eagles are more at the 22 million dollar uh price tag range it feels like something that they'll be able to find they should be able to find some middle ground mm-hmm. unless unless uh, Hassan Reddick is just really locked in on getting twenty-five million dollars a year, but it, it seems like there's an obvious middle ground here. to where they should be able to make this work. Twenty-two million for Hassan Reddick is, is 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 perfectly fine. Um, but if, if he's stuck on twenty-five, like, there's no reason why this shouldn't happen. You know, going mm-hmm. from fifteen million dollars a year to twenty-two is a pretty big pay increase for a thirty-plus year old pass rusher. Um, you know, and I, I just. They'll find a way to get this done. I, I don't think Hassan Reddick will be elsewhere.
3: Yeah, I, I don't see why, unless again, you know, just to parrot what you just said, unless he's just stuck on the twenty-five million a year number and won't budge off of it.
2: And he would have to get that elsewhere too, right? You know, like again, for a trade to happen, they have to be willing to pay you the twenty-five million that that he wants a year, mm-hmm. and the Eagles have to get fair compensation. So, like, it's that's a lot to give up. Seems like a lot that would have to go for for Hassan Reddick to not be here. Yeah,
3: and listen, it always made sense to me for the Eagles to figure out a way to work this out with Hassan Reddick. And Hassan Reddick wanting to be here says that maybe he doesn't need to have top market value, but as long as he's getting up to where he can feel appreciated. Right. And the Eagles giving him a two- to three-year extension where if he's making around $21, $22 million a year at 31, 32, 33 years old, that's a good deal.
2: You can only give out one extension this offseason Hassan Reddick or Bryce Harper? Who's, 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 ah, who's Hassan Reddick. Who's getting an <laughs> extension? Um, but either way, if, it, if it's 22 million, the Eagles are coming in at, and Hassan Reddick with 25, it seems like there is a natural middle ground here um, mm-hmm. if he still wants to be here. And I do think he wants to be here. Never requested a trade, but the Eagles went and let him go explore, explore the market, especially with the cap going up. Like, this should make it even even easier.
3: Yeah, and I'm looking at uh, Legarius Sneed's uh, potential market value. You with know, the spot track. Yeah. Uh, he's looking at something around a four-year, $65 million deal. Yeah. 27 years old. Right.
2: Uh, you obviously would have to move on from Bradbury in that case. You have Slay and, and Sneed as you're going to. And, I, like, I just don't trust this team when it comes to drafting cornerbacks. Like, I would much rather they either trade for a guy or or sign a guy. Yep. Because
3: That's <laughs> where our best corners have come from.
2: Yeah, I mean, literally, going back to – Asante, you know. Yeah. I mean, now they had some whiffs in there, some, some, <laughs> yes, some big we, old whiffs. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, some
3: Kerry Williams and some um, Byron
2: Maxwells. Yeah, 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 yeah. nomdi Yeah, but yeah. I would, I would explore the trade market first, though, before I'm like, bring me Snead. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure Sertain's not getting moved. I need to oh, make sure. I need to make sure that Jair Alexander's not getting. Well, moved. That's the
3: great thing about the combine. That's essentially what this is. You can give these coaches, GMs, you can give these guys an opportunity to really have. Illegal meetings.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah it's information <laughs> gathering. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah.
3: that's, that's, that's really what it allowed those guys to be able to do. And it's been going on for years. So, a lot of frameworks of deals get done or at least put in place during this week. And then you try to go execute it or you certainly look to try to execute it um, during the season. So, yeah, I this is a good week. It's a good week where how he can do his information gathering.
2: Yeah, well, and it was after the combine a couple years ago where it came out that we were getting Quez Watkins as their mm-hmm. number two. So you know things things do change a little bit. Uh, a reminder: tomorrow, Howie and Nick both talk. So one thirty and one forty-five, obviously leading right into the show. So um, that'll that'll be interesting to hear. Yeah, well, and because I mean Nick's not going to have Howie next to him. So he's going to be – the spotlight's going to be right on, you know, where Howie oh, yeah. can't say, like, hey, can I get some questions? <laughs> that, that will not be happening tomorrow. Um, but either way, I can't wait to hear what they have to say, um, you know, going forward. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Speaking of the combine, mm-hmm. speaking of the combine, uh, Caleb Williams not throwing. For teams, which is yeah, what these that, guys Yeah, not surprising. Not surprising. And did you see the video yesterday of Drake May throwing it 83 yards yes. and hitting the crossbar? Do you think that was doctored? Uh, yes. I think it was doctored, too. Yeah. I mean, 83 yards. That's and, a pretty long way to go. It looked looked a little CGI was was going on involved.
3: Yeah. Going on there. Wouldn't do him any good if it was doctored, though. I mean, he's going to have to get out there and throw the ball at the pro day in the combine.
2: Yeah. As he, he's throwing this week. I think so.
3: Yeah, I'm not surprised that, that
2: Caleb Williams is not throwing. No. No. Nothing really good. Nothing really game. Uh We'll go back to the phones here in one second, but first here is...
3: Hey, if you've been suffering in a cold, drafty home, call Universal Windows Direct. Their super spacer, technology, and triple-pane glass make the windows last up to five times longer than other window systems, and they have a true lifetime warranty. Call to schedule your free in-home estimate, and for every two windows you buy... You get the next two free. Tell them Mike sent you and get an extra $250 off your project. For the, for the last windows you'll ever need, go to UniversalWindowsDirect.com.
2: Twitter question, sponsored by Mark's Jewelers, looking for wedding bands or, or bridal party gifts. Shop Mark's Jewelers extensive collection for the perfect gift online, Mark'sJewelers.com. Do you think Jason Kelsey is going to retire? 55% say yes. So, I mean, mm. the opposite of, of how we feel. Uh, and do you believe that Jalen Hurts needs to be more vocal next year? 65% saying yes and almost 2,500 votes. Yoshi's in Brewery Town. What's happening, Yosh? What's up, Jackie baby? Big A! Right. What up, Yosh? Francisco! <laughs> I said I delayed Francisco because he a Duke fan. I'm a Hills
6: fan. We had a little conversation. I love him, though. Ah. Now,
2: why are you What's a Tar Heels up, fan? <laughs>
6: I'm a Tar Heels fan because what's name, I grew up loving Michael Jordan.
2: Oh, here we go. So you're 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 a fraud.
6: No, oh, yeah. not a fraud. I'm originally from North Carolina, my brother.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that makes it. Man, that makes it
6: different. Like I was born in Gairsburg, North Carolina, population 500, but I was raised in Philly. I'm uh-huh. like, I. Yep. Born in Carolina, but raised in somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So That's true. They, 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 they hear me. They hear me, and then I love Michael Jordan. Don't, 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 don't diss me because I love
2: Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't I know, was, know you were born. I didn't know you were born I, in North Carolina. I, I
6: love Michael Jordan, and I love Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant was like the second coming of Michael Jordan. Everybody want to compare LeBron, which I like LeBron, but everybody want to compare LeBron to Jordan when they should have been comparing Kobe to Jordan because mm-hmm. they was just alike. Mm-hmm. Kobe just was name took his game for a. He, he was he was like 2.0 Jordan, right, I Yep. Come on, man. Talk to him. Out. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, that's right. Don't, don't, hey, don't mess, don't mess with us. Don't mess with us. I'll be quiet on it. I'll be quiet on it. But anyway, <laughs> hey, man, Jason Kelsey ain't going no daggone where. That boy, man, the way he was looking at his brother win another championship and, and just being around that on that field, he had that look in his eye like, yo, I want to get there one more time, and why not get there with my home team Jalen needs to be vocal. He needs to go back to 2022, having a good time. Jalen, no great leader that we ever that we've ever heard of, I believe, was quiet. When you look at the movies, Maximus, Achilles, Dagon reunited, <laughs> oh, everybody was loud and outspoken. Jalen, better get. When you look at as it's like a game, when they was went when they were winning, you see him in the locker room talking to the dudes. He was very vocal. So that, whatever he was doing in the locker room after those wins, that's when he needs to be on the sideline the whole day going wild. Which saying like, yeah, like, you can't be the highest paid player on the team, which is the quarterback, which is looked at as the leader, and be, and be quiet mouth. That can't pop off. So, no, he cannot be quiet next year. He has to be very vocal. I'm all with that. And, um, uh, Jack? Yeah. Yes. Keep going back and listening to that daggone thing when you ask uh AJ that question. Bruh, it 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 sounded like you were sweating when you asked him the question. Oh. What's the name like? AJ said, AJ said, yeah, uh, yeah, what's name like? I talked to him and I was like, Man, bump that. Fuck that? we saying I want to talk about y'all.
2: Yeah. What y'all want to talk listen, about? I, 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 listen, I We've we've gone over this a couple times today, <laughs> and in the, it, it wasn't my best moment. It wasn't my best moment, but it's all right. You live and you learn. And I- Boy, you better hang around
6: Ike Reeves once, man. Ike I, a dude. That's a whole dude. I know he a dude. I feel it. Dudes no dude. You better stop saying you're going to run from a daggone fight. Because somebody's going to try you. They're going like, to jack face right yeah, like this. Yeah, and you'll never shirt, see me run faster.
2: <laughs> you'll never see me move quicker.
6: Go- <laughs> oh, my goodness, boy. I'm going so, I'm so mad that you keep saying you're going to run. Did you do Jill know you accept yourself? What you say?
2: Does, Does Jill know you would tuck,
3: tuck your tail?
2: Yeah, we've known each other since first grade. She's well aware of of, <laughs> of my passiveness.
6: Boy, what's the name? Boy, I'm going to I'm gonna have to come scoop you up and teach you some stuff, boy. We got to get you out of that. I don't like that. You my boy. I got to get you out of that real quick. What's that? <laughs> oh, man, stop it. Oh, man. And my rant is, oh, man, everybody took all the rants I wanted. But uh, Herm Edwards play To win the game. Hello, you play to win the game. It's
2: a big one, Mo. It's a big one, Yosh. Big one, for sure. Another good one. Another good one. Come
6: on, come on Jack. let's go see Jelly Roll. <laughs> let's go see Jelly Roll together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to your North Carolina roots.
2: Your North Carolina roots. I got some Planet shirts in my closet. Yeah. Come on, we'll break out all the plot. It'll be, it'll be a great time. All right, brother. Yeah, Talk to y'all later,
6: baby.
2: All right. All right, there he goes, Yoshi and Brewery Town. Um, so you know we've been, we've been talking about like leadership from the quarterback position, mm-hmm. um, and I'm trying to think of different quarterbacks throughout the years and the like, guys that have, that have won and and their kind of leadership style. Like the one that I find is interesting is like we know about Tom Brady, we know what kind of leader he is. That's that's well documented. But a guy like Eli, who won who won two rings, mm-hmm. not exactly the most. Most vocal leader, you know his leadership. I guess it was more like podium. Like he always said the right thing, but I think there was never a problem with him being one of the guys, even though he was was like a manning. Yeah. So, like it's just it's it's just I don't know if he is.
3: Well, who, who's to say? Who's to say that he didn't change some of those things? Again, I don't think Eli was never going to become demonstrative on the sideline, but some of those things uh, Tiki pointed out was about his leadership ability and the fact that he's so quiet and reserved. They went out and won the Super Bowl, but Michael Strahan was really the voice in that locker room along with some other guys. But who's to say Eli didn't develop into that, and that led to their second Super Bowl title?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously I wasn't breaking down the Giants every single day, but mm-hmm. yes, uh, Strahan was, was the biggest thing there. And if, if, if Jalen's not going to be that guy, I just I'm curious as to who that guy becomes.
3: Well, he, to me, he can't. He can't. Eventually, he has to develop
2: into that guy. When you hear, I don't
3: know if he can go his whole career being a not not the vocal guy on the team,
2: the lead by example guy. Yeah, yeah. I like, don't know
3: if you can do that at that
2: that position. Like even Flacco, right? When they won in twelve, like he had Ray Lewis, he had yep. T- Terrell Suggs, he mm-hmm. had um, Ed Reed. So Flacco could kind of just be the. The, the, the guy behind the scenes and and didn't have to be out there in front of it.
3: But probably became more of that guy after Ray Lewis left. Yeah. So I I look at it like this: the Eagles are sort of anticipating some of these vocal guys aren't going to be here forever. No. So it's it's them trying to prod Jalen into taking more ownership of the locker room and that
2: sort of thing. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm curious if he can do it. I I know that we talked about. He can, well, he definitely can do it. Yeah, but some guys are just just lead by example guys. I, I'm, I'm, like in in college, I think it was more like respect. I don't know if it was like I'm the 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 leader guy of those teams. I think they were kind of super teams in in some mm-hmm. instances. Um, but maybe he's just maybe he's a, again a lead by example guy rather than controlling the locker room guy. And that's something that's going to be really interesting to see if Kelsey does retire. If, if Fletch isn't here, BG will see what it's like coming out of the locker room next year. You're
3: always going to go to the quarterback. Like, you're not going to look at somebody else when leadership
2: questions come up. No, I mean, it's it, – it,
3: You're not going to say when things are going bad, oh, Jalen's fine. He don't have to say anything. That's not going
2: to be everybody's reaction. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I know it's not going to be everybody's reaction. I'm just curious if he can do it. Uh, let's go to Cowboy Jim. What's happening, Cowboy Jim?
5: Jack, when I saw you on Friday, you looked like a deer in headlights.
2: Ah, oh, would you relax? You it like- wasn't that
5: bad. Relax. And, and and A.J. Brown is a spoiled, rotten brat, and you guys are a bunch of enablers. You act like it was Jesus on the line, and you're milking it as long as you can. Okay? You were just enabling <laughs> rich people like that. Stop doing stuff like that. You, you got to be tougher. What, I mean, what would you have done? Mike was... Ike was great. I mean, Ike, you're great. You're, but, you know, you, you're just making them go like, yeah, I was wrong. I can't communicate. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no kidding. can't communicate. So don't all sit there and go like, oh, that was a great interview. This was that you enable. That's all you do is enable these punks, you know, to, uh, <laughs> to, be, to be jerks. And they're multimillionaires. He's 26 years old. He's a multimillionaire. And all you guys do well, is – Well, hold amazing. on.
3: Let me ask you this. Where was he being a punk or a jerk
5: at? On
3: the radio. Oh, when he called Friday?
5: Yeah, when he called.
3: I didn't think so. Oh, I didn't think so. He, think he, he, well, he of didn't do – hold on. Listen to me, Jim. He didn't call up disrespectful. He didn't do any name calling. He didn't do – his emotions were running high. We We knew that. That's why he was calling in. But he didn't call in challenging anybody. He didn't call in threatening anybody. He didn't do any of those things. He really was looking for clarification from us. That's what he was doing. So, what's the benefit? What no, just listen to me for a second. What's the All benefit right. of being confrontational with him? To
5: to get answers. You got it's answers, the only what? way to get answers. You didn't get any answers.
3: Well, he he talked about wanting to be here. He was good with that. Uh, the Jalen thing. Listen, we could have asked him four more times about his relationship with Jalen. How much more you think you want to get out of him? I,
5: we don't care people don't care about that they care about why did they self destruct well he that's said what why. they care about well he, he said, talked about get, that you didn't get an answer
2: well he gave his answer
5: well he gave his answer oh which was you know lame but well, but, but here's the
3: thing though we're, we're not on the field or in the locker room so what do you want us to do you want us to tell him that we know what happened and he doesn't
5: well that's why i think that's why i think howard knows more than what he's saying but because Howard's there all the time. He sees what's going on. And you can't tell me one of the greatest collapses in sports history and no one has an answer for it?
3: Yes. So I'm saying, how, so when the, when the coach sits, sits up there and speaks, like he did after the season, and the GM sits up there and speaks, and I don't remember them throwing anybody under the bus, blaming anybody. They gave us answers. I don't remember any reporters constantly badgering them with the same questions.
5: Well, I, I,
2: I just, I, I just, where, this is where going is, well, Cowboy Jim. This is going yeah, well.
5: Yeah. Well, where, yeah. Where's the uh, owner? Where's the owner jumping in saying, you know, I support this person. I support that person. Well, Our At owner doesn't Jerry, talk
2: like your owner. Exactly. At least
5: Jerry Jones gets in there and supports his coach.
2: He supports oh yeah. He's so supportive. He, he's he basically yeah. said a one year, like prove it deal for those two.
5: Well, I, I, I that's why I support Jerry. Cause, right. You know, Jerry Jer Joe is, you
2: know, he's the man. Do you say Jer Joe?
5: Yeah, Jer Joe.
2: Oh, that's impressive. No. Come on, Cowboy Jim. <laughs> that's one of the the lamest nicknames I've ever heard in my life. And, and honestly, no. Cowboy
3: Jim, I think a lot. I think I don't think you're the only person that is thinking this way. Like they wanted more of a combative uh, discussion and a confrontation, and wanted us to go viral for. Yelling and arguing with A.J. Brown and get that. That's that's not what you do, man. That's listen. He's the he's the actual player. So if we want to know answers, then he's we're asking him the questions and the answer that he gives us. We just have to deem that acceptable.
5: Well, plus also, I think uh, uh, Buzz was uh, interviewing me harder than he was uh, A.J. Brown. Well, I don't know about Try that. You.
2: He didn't FaceTime you. <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, what's your best sports rant there, little cowboy Jim?
5: I think it's, I think it's, oh, what's,
3: uh,
2: I can't think of it right now.
5: this is great. I know, I just, I I lost my. um, His whole call
3: has been bad, Cowboy Jim. Get him out of here. Get
2: him out of here.
5: His whole call has been bad.
2: No, honestly, the only reason AJ was, uh, you know, extra fired up was because he was getting grilled by Buzz behind the scenes. (laughs) And that's his birthday, you know, all that stuff. And then had to pick up a FaceTime from him.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Which Which is unbelievable. Yes. And 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 the thing I'm I'm probably happiest about with the interview is that he came in one way, and feeling one way, and I don't know by the time the interview was over with, if his emotions were still as high as they were when he called up. So that leads me to believe he got a little bit of understanding himself. He got he was able to get some things off his chest. You know, he wanted to confront us. We, you know, he confronts the bully. I don't yep. necessarily view myself as a bully, but I know he's speaking in in general terms about the media being bullies and going after people, what have you. You know, I, I think he has a a bad uh, perception of what he thinks the media should be like. This was the first time he's had to deal with any adversity mm-hmm. in the city. He's done nothing but get praised since he's been here. He's been celebrated. Well, you didn't lose just one game and and, and people started questioning you. You didn't lose just two games. And I don't mean him personally, I mean the team and people started questioning, they lost six out of seven games with a monumental collapse coming down the stretch. You're going to get people that want to know what happened, and that's the thing that I don't think he understood. Now, he said, well, we gave you all the answers. Okay, you gave us the answer you wanted us to know, and and we will take that at face value. We'll take that at face value. But there's also been reports of other things Mm -hmm. that were going on.
2: Right. I mean, this is the first time he had to really deal with Kind of Philadelphia, yeah. Like this is the other side of it. Yeah, this is the other side of it. The yeah, side. We, the we, of we it. prop up, and I mean, no one's better at propping up. Yep. Um. But man, when when listen, they, <laughs> lost, they lost six or seven, man, like I don't know what he wants us to do. Can't get around that. Like, like it, it was, they were ten and one, and they lost the first round. Like people aren't going to be happy. And unfortunately for AJ, the one thing I do feel well, I, a couple of things I, I I feel bad about, but one of the things that's not his fault is what happened with T.O. And I think that. Yeah,
3: I I agree. You almost get guilty by just being a wide receiver and people jump to conclusions. I I get that, but he hasn't been here long enough, but you have to also understand how disappointing that was for the fan base. Yeah. And so part of what you're hearing is fear. Exactly. Part of what you're hearing is fear that people are afraid that this is what's happening. They're not saying this is actually what's happening. They are afraid. Mm That this is what's going on. So until you sort of clear it up, then people can move on. Like he did that. I think people will move
2: on from it. Yep. five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's the afternoon show. We roll on into the five o'clock hour. Uh, the top five of five with Francisco. Yeah. Well, we'll... I
3: mean, again, that, that that hypothetical question, man. That, that's still one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life in doing this business. That that this has turned into all of that. Yep.
2: Well. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Learning, learn, learning experience. You, you, winner, you learn, as my quarterback would say. Top five fives coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio ninety four WIP.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?